Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. And right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer Bully Ray and I talk the start of Monday Night Raw last night and how Paul Heyman is just a genius in getting you hooked in. Of course, when you talk about Paul Heyman, you got to talk about your WWE champion, Brock Lesnar, now on Raw after quitting SmackDown, and he gets into his feud with Rey Mysterio, and we're going to get that matchup at Survivor Series at the end of the month. We also get into Seth Rollins, no longer your universal champion, and at a crossroads. What's next for Seth, and can Triple H bring something out of Seth Rollins? And then we get into the ridiculous. And the ridiculous of Raw is Rusev, Lana, and Lashley. We know we could get more out of them, but I got to be honest with you, I'm actually enjoying some of the segments. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. When you look at Brock Lesnar, and I guess you'd have to go back to what we saw last week and how SmackDown started with Brock Lesnar, and you think he would be in a good mood after winning that WWE championship, not the case because of what Rey Mysterio did after the match with Cain Velasquez. And he wanted off of SmackDown, just quit SmackDown. I quit so he can now go over to Monday Night Raw and chase Rey Mysterio. And it brought up a lot of questions, Bully, because let's face it, There's been a lot of questions about previous drafts and about these exclusive rosters and about people jumping around and that horrific wild card rule that kept changing week in and week out. We were told by Stephanie McMahon during the draft process this last time that this was not going to be the case. Exclusive rights. You weren't going to see people jumping around. But now we're seeing Brock Lesnar quit one brand and jump over to the other. And before I get your comment, let's go back courtesy of WWE.com and listen to Paul Heyman's explanation on why Brock is jumping from one brand to the other. Brock Lesnar has a no-cut contract because he has a Jew for an advocate. And WWE can't fire Brock Lesnar. And WWE has a substantial investment. And Brock Lesnar has to endure the benefit of that investment. So Brock Lesnar's contract has been assigned to Monday Night Raw. That doesn't mean Roman Reigns can quit SmackDown. Doesn't mean Seth Rollins can quit Raw and switch brands. You want to know why? Because Brock Lesnar is different. Brock Lesnar has leverage. Brock Lesnar is special. Brock Lesnar is entitled to 
do whatever the hell he wants to do. Brock Lesnar is better than each and every one of those bitches in the back that oh. think they're tough guys that can take on Brock Lesnar. If you took a shot every time Paul Heyman said Brock Lesnar, you would die of alcohol poisoning before the end of the program. Uh, what are you talking about, Dave? <laughs> right, yeah, Brock Lesnar. I'm doing another shot of Jack Daniels. <laughs> Never tell a Navy man what to do. There so, is no God. God. So, what do you think about the explanation from Paul Heyman? Uh, it's a bit loose, but I get it. They had to do something. Um, the Brock Lesnar that I know would never chase somebody like Rey Mysterio, but I guess it was enough to piss Brock off. I mean, Brock did make very short work of Cain Velasquez, and then Ray comes in and starts beating him down with the chair. So maybe that pissed off Brock enough where he decided, screw SmackDown, I'm going to Raw to get my revenge because if I'm going to let somebody get one up on me, that guy's not going to be five foot five and a little thorn in my side. Uh, it seems like uh, David pissed off Goliath, and Goliath decided to chase him on over to Raw. Like I said, a little loose when it comes to Brock, but I get it. It's okay. It works. Brock's over there now. I hope it's the last time we see somebody jumping brands for a while because as Stephanie told us, we're going to stick to this draft. But the promo does help because the promo is so true. Everything that Brock said, I'm sorry, everything that Paul said is a straight, it's 100% shoot. I wish Paul would have referenced Vince McMahon's promo from earlier this year where Vince basically went out there and said, yes, Brock does get preferential treatment because he's Brock Lesnar. Heyman could have backed up everything that he said by saying even Vince McMahon said it. Even Vince McMahon said that Brock can get away with whatever Brock wants and that pisses fans off and that pisses off all of the other bitch wrestlers in the back who do nothing but hide behind their social media it's like Ricochet went on social media and basically called out Brock for being a part-time wrestler again like I pay money now just to see Brock throw Ricochet into the 10th row and kick his freaking teeth in yeah I I agree I don't think he did himself any favors because I agree with you when I saw that I was like god I want to see Brock Lesnar get his hands on Ricochet Exactly. And I guarantee you guys like that, guys like that who take the social media and bury Brock are the guys that walk in the opposite direction when they see Brock at the show or, or go sit at a different table when they see Brock at catering. Actually, Brock doesn't go to catering. He has Morton's uh, catered in and stays in his room all day and seethes and thinks about who's going to kill next. And you know what? It, it, it feeds into what we know about Brock Lesnar. You know, these are the complaints that fans have about Brock Lesnar, so why not use that? And it, and and Paul Heyman did a great job of using it and a, gr- a great job of explaining not only why he could do it, but how he could be the only one who does it. He mentioned Seth Rollins. He mentioned Roman Reigns. Those are two of the top stars in the WWE. He said they can't do what Brock can do. So I think after saying that, I don't think we're going to get Anybody jumping over from brand to brand unless there's some kind of an explanation. And at the end of the day, Bully, you know why they're doing this. They're doing this because you can't have both world championships on the same show. 
Absolutely. And if I'm going to see people jump from brand to brand right now, I'm intrigued to see what they do with NXT. Like last night, they told the Seth of possibly Seth coming over to NXT. So guys that were in NXT, gals that were in NXT who might want to uh, jump back over to NXT, I dig that story. Because maybe that's a story of loyalty. Because, hey, we came up in NXT. This is where we cut our teeth. This is where we paid our dues. And I might have a loyalty to that company. Thus, I want to go back there. But as far as Raw and SmackDown, leave it alone. I get what they did with Brock. It worked. Heyman's promo tied it up nice. I would pop in huge when he said, you know, you got a Jew for a lawyer. You know, I even tweeted, hey, I heard you paint houses. A little inside mafia stuff right there. (laughs) Now, the story is between Brock and Rey Mysterio. Brock disposed of Cain Velasquez. Who knows the next time we're going to see him. He did it in two minutes and ten seconds. So now the story is fully, I guess, where it should be with Rey Mysterio because it was Rey's son that Brock attacked. And now Paul Heyman, again, courtesy of WWE.com, had this to say about Rey Mysterio. Someone here knows where Rey Mysterio is. There's nobody that's man enough in this coliseum or in that locker room to slap back Brock Lesnar. And that includes Rey Mysterio, who wasn't mad enough to defend his punk son, Dominic against the onslaught of the beast Brock Lesnar. Someone tonight is going to Sammy Gravano Rey Mysterio. They're going to give him up. They're going to point him out and Brock Lesnar is going to commit a felony against the hermano cabron Rey Mysterio. So many, so many, to no many, Padre, Fili, Espiritu Santos, amen. Tonight is the funeral of Rey Mysterio's career at the hands of Barack Lester. I hope nobody from the Gotti family was watching Monday Night Raw last night. I'm drunk just hearing him say that Brock Lesnar that much. Yeah, the guy. The Gotti family was going to be hot. Yeah, Gotti family did not like that promo from Paul Heyman last night. I thought it was pretty good, though. Yeah, it was. And especially in Long Island. Yeah, especially in Long Island, which, by the way, we'll who, get who, into this who later. De- who, who, who all deserve to be executed. Yes, like, you know, they whoever had tickets to that show last night should be told, you can never go to a Monday Night Raw ever again. I got to tell you, though, it's par for the cost with Long Island and Nassau College. Why is that? Because the I Garden have... and Jersey are always hot shows. Why is Long Island always so dead? I, I have no idea, Dave. its uh, I'll never forget the first time I performed there, how excited I was. And I was like, wow, this crowd is is definitively different. And it has nothing to do with, oh, well, we're getting a crappy show. I'm talking attitude at the Garden. Uh, I mean, uh, the Coliseum was a bit flat at times, if not all the time. The two, the two places that I really never got excited to wrestle in was Nassau Coliseum and in Pittsburgh because the people were notoriously flat. And last night they were flat. And it wasn't because they got a bad show. I mean, the show was decent. It's it okay. wasn't off the charts. But there were a lot of things that they just, they, they, they just weren't up for at all. They're, I guess they're just a harder uh, audience to entertain and to please. I, I blame that Billy Joel. If you listen to the Busted Open podcast, which you should do on a daily basis, you know that I am addicted to Moink. 
It's the best tasting meat and pork out there right now. And let me tell you something. There are four companies controlling over 80% of the U.S. meat industry. And that's crushing the family farm and sticking you with sketchy meat. But it doesn't have to be this way. Moink is the new meat delivery service that ships the best tasting grass-fed and grass-finished beef and lamb, pastured pork and chicken, and wild-caught Alaskan salmon direct to your door. If you're lazy like I am and hate going to the store, this is the perfect solution for you. They don't bleach their chicken like Big Ag or use antibiotics, hormones, or any other sorts of funk. Moink's animals are raised outdoors and their fish swim wild in the ocean. With Moink, you're saving the family farm while your family dines like royalty. Join the Moink movement today. Go to moinkbox.com busted right now for free ground beef for a year. That's a pound of the finest ground beef on earth in every one of your Moink boxes for an entire year for free. Offer ends November 15th, spelled M-O-I-N-K, box.com slash busted. Moinkbox.com slash busted. It is confirmed for Survivor Series, Brock Lesnar, your WWE champion, going up against Rey Mysterio. And I love the way Raw started with Paul Heyman. I love the beatdowns in the back. Bully, I actually wish that would have gone on longer. I would have liked to have seen that go on throughout the show where Brock Lesnar was searching for Rey Mysterio. I was kind of surprised that they had it come to a conclusion so quick. It would have been great if it would have lasted longer because seeing Brock be a complete dickhead bully and just beating up every random person he can possibly find and then eventually going back out into the ring and going this is and you know paul saying this is bs we know that somebody here knows where ray mysterio is and then ray comes out and do the dirty work they could have been a lot bigger of a build-up especially with raw who sometimes lacks a good thread throughout the show, mm-hmm. a good story throughout the show. They could have threaded this a lot longer. And I'm not saying that they could have they should have opened with Brock and Ray and closed with Brock and Ray, but they could have at least gone into the second uh uh, uh deep into the second hour with it. I would have liked to have seen that. Yeah, I think that would have been a lot of fun because I loved what I was seeing. Just, I mean, man, Brock does not hide his aggressiveness at all. I mean, I don't know who these people were in the back. I'm I'm sure there were indie wrestlers, local indie wrestlers that were taking those shots and those F5s. But, man, he is so freaking aggressive. It's hard not to watch Brock Lesnar. He he definitely grabs you. There's no doubt. But let me ask you this. Have you ever heard stories of Brock Lesnar putting his hands on any of these indie guys or or backstage, uh, you know, security, any of these guys and any of these guys getting seriously hurt? No. Brock Lesnar knows what the hell he's doing. Brock Lesnar knows his own strength. He takes care of everybody. Uh, What do you think of Dio Madden? I think we've seen the last of him after that F5. No, he'll be back next week. You want to see him back? Well, I'll say this. Bully, and you brought this up after, I think, week one or, you know, the day, the first episode of the season. And you were not crazy about the commentary 
Um, and I said, well, you got to give it time. We got to see if they can build some kind of chemistry together. I think that has not happened. And I can't put it all on Dio Madden. That would be unfair. Jerry Lawler hasn't been great either. It just, it's just not meshing. I just don't think they, they mesh well. Just, just doesn't seem to be a lot of chemistry and they haven't been able to kind of build any momentum. Hearing them last night was like I was hearing them week one. I don't think they've gotten any better together. Am I wrong? Is that what do you think? I'm, I'm giving you my opinion as a fan. I, I'm not uh, I'm not into it either. I don't believe they're bringing anything to the table. And there, there's just not a lot of enthusiasm. There's not a lot of piss and vinegar in their voice. There's, there's, there's not enough passion to me. Dio has a phenomenal look. I wish things would have worked out for him in the ring. Um, man, when he stood up to Brock, you just saw, you saw how big that man was. He towered over Brock, and then Brock just disposed of him. Uh, I think they have some kinks to work out on commentary. I, I'm sure they will. Hopefully they do. Let me ask you. How did you feel about Ray's beatdown, and how did you feel about Ray's promo afterwards in the back? I liked both. Um, for me, I, I you know, listen, as a, as a wrestling fan, you can kind of hook on to something. I, I like it. I, I think they can build on it. Obviously, you have a great story with the beatdown on his son, Dominic. I'm sure we're going to see more of Dominic before we get to Survivor Series, so I'm actually really looking forward to that matchup. Uh, listen, Brock is at his best when he's with an undersized baby face like Ray. I mean, look at what he did with Daniel Bryan. Look at what he did with AJ Styles. Probably so, some of his best matches that we've seen in the last few years. It's because the dynamic works. You know, big guy, little guy, David, Goliath, it always works. It's a story in pro wrestling that's very easy to tell. It always works. Now, and, and with Rey Mysterio, it should be even easier because Rey is genuinely loved by people. That Chicago crowd for Survivor Series is going to be very hot. They'll be into Rey, especially if they use these next couple of weeks to tell a good emotional story where you want to see Rey get his hands on Brock Lesnar. And here's the thing. I don't want it to revolve around Dominic too much because it, it, after a while, it can get a, a little bit... Um, what's the word I'm looking for here, Dave? Uh, overdone, passe. Overkill? Like I've seen, yeah, it's overkill. I've seen you beat up Dominic. Now I want to see you beat up Ray. I, I legit want to see Brock just destroy Ray. Put Ray in some really uncomfortable you know, positions. You know, you know, handcuff Dominic to the ropes and force Dominic to watch the destruction of his father. You know? And maybe this goes a different way. I mean, maybe maybe this this could be a complete beatdown, or maybe. And you always say this, bully. You don't like to see two bruisers together. You like that clash in styles. This is the ultimate clash in styles with Brock and Rey Mysterio. So this is what pro wrestling's all about. Completely different style when you look at Rey Mysterio. You know, maybe we are going to see something similar to an AJ Styles or a Daniel Bryan. I know Rey is obviously a lot smaller than those. Those two, but again, you're talking about somebody who's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer and is a legend. I, I think we're going to be very, very surprised by this matchup at Survivor Series. I won't be surprised by it because I know that the two guys in there are 20, 25-year veterans who know how to work a smart match. 
Ray and Brock are very, very smart when it comes to psychology. Uh, They're going to tell a very good story. It's going to be a great match. There's going to be moments in there where you think Ray is going to win. I'm sure they're going to get Dominic involved. Who knows? Maybe you get a Dominic turn. Maybe Paul gets into Dominic's ear and you see something like that happen. Could go a bunch of different ways with it. And and for that reason, I'm intrigued to see what they do. And here's the other thing, too. And we, and we preach this on Busted Open all the time. And this is the prime example of it, is emotional investment. You love Rey Mysterio. There's very, very few wrestlers on this roster that the fans love. I mean, you look at Seth Rollins, it's 50-50. Maybe even less than that now when you look at it. With Roman Reigns, he's finally starting to build that crowd to they absolutely love him. You don't have to worry about that with Rey Mysterio. It's a good story. So there's going to be that emotional investment, and that's going to intrigue everybody. And listen, with Rey, it's that old-school babyface love. Rey's been around for so long, you know, successful in ECW with his incredible matches with Psychosis, successful in WCW with his incredible matches with Dean Malenko or anybody else that he was in the ring with, obviously successful in the WWE, becoming a WWE champion, standing there with the likes of the Big Show and Brock Lesnar. Rey has 20 years of love in the bank with the WWE universe. So when you get somebody as loved as Ray, somebody as hated as Brock, that's when the best magic happens. Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156 or on demand with the Sirius XM app. Seth Rollins no longer your universal champion after the loss to the Fiend Bray Wyatt in Saudi. But now we're seeing a different Seth Rollins, and he addressed the crowd for the first time after that loss to the fiend Bray Wyatt. And courtesy of WWE.com, let's listen into what Seth said last night about his future. What concerns me is that everything that I've worked for for the last year to get that title off of Brock Lesnar, to change the culture on Monday nights, to give guys like AJ Styles and Braun Strowman and hell, even Baron Corbin opportunities to step up to the next level. That's all a wash. That's all gone. It feels like we're starting from scratch all over again. And I know my thing is redesign, rebuild, reclaim, but, but I don't know if I've got the energy for it this time. And so what's next for Seth Rollins? Guys, for the first time in a long time, I don't know. Interesting, because I like the start of that, and and that's just a snippet of what we heard. We heard a lot more from Seth Rollins last night, and then, like you said, the Triple H involvement. But I like that he's getting a little bit hot. I like the fact that you're getting a little bit of an attitude from Seth Rollins. But at the same time, I don't know if with this rebuild, reclaim, and the loss of energy, I don't know if those are the right words that are going to get people to get emotionally behind him. Did you hear people getting emotionally behind him? No. <laughs> so is it working? Well, I mean, I, am I wrong in saying that he's on the right track? Yes, he's on the right track in tone, He's on the right track by not smiling. He's trying. I just, when he's a baby face, I don't see it working, Dave. That's why I asked you, when have you seen the most anger? When have you seen the most angst? 
Well, at least he when- showed a little anger. I mean, for weeks, Bully, he didn't show anything. And then, I, so I liked it. I liked the fact that he was a little pissed off. Hey, I'd be pissed off too. You just lost your championship. You worked your ass off to get that title off of Brock Lesnar. And now, all of a sudden, Brock Lesnar's back, which he shouldn't be. He should be on the other brand. But because it's Brock Lesnar, he just appoints himself to Monday Night Raw. And now we're right back to where we were before. That should get you angry. That should get you frustrated. But it was the follow-up I didn't like. First of all, he used the whole, the whole rebuild, reclaim. Like, I know my tagline is, you know, I'm the architect and I rebuild, I reclaim. No, it's not. It's burn it down. So now you're talking about rebuild, reclaim. Man, that's not your tagline. Your tagline is burn it down. Your tagline is F this, I'm taking control, and I'm going to completely change this environment. You know, Dave, I got to tell you, every time we talk about Seth, it's the same old thing. It's like the definition of insanity. You just don't like him and the way he comes off. It doesn't seem like Seth can really do anything to make you happy. You're just not a Seth Rollins fan. Maybe. You know what? You know what? And, And if you say that, that's fine. Here's where, and, and, and Bully, there's a part of me that just wants to say you're right and just say it out loud. But there's also a part of me that loves Seth Rollins in the ring. And there's a part of me that loves what Seth Rollins has done in the past. And yes, Bully, there's a part of me that heard him over the last two weeks where I'm like, there you go. That's what I want to see from you. That's what I want to hear from you. And I can see it in your eyes that you're going someplace. But then when you finish it with like, I just don't have the energy for it. That's where you kind of lose me a little bit. And, and, and bully, it's not just me because you lost the crowd you were talking to. Because you mentioned, you asked me, did, you, did he get the crowd's attention? I think at the beginning of the promo, if you listen to the crowd, they start to stir a little bit. But then he lets them off the hook. He lets them off the hook. And they're gone and you lost them. Dave, I have a theory that's really, really out of left field Go when ahead. it comes to Seth. I, I want to get your opinion on this. We, we, it's hard to put our finger when exactly, you know, people started to lose a little interest in Seth. Obviously, he lost you a long time ago. Do you think that a portion, majority of the WWE universe is pissed off at Seth because he's with Becky? There might be. There, there, there might be. Uh, I don't think that storyline when they tried to, and we thought it would no, be no, a no. Great Forget idea. about storyline. Forget okay. about storyline. In real life, do you think that fans are like Becky belongs to us? Becky's our girl, but mm. now she's your girl. Do you think the WWE universe? Do you think diehard fans are pissed off about that? Uh, that there might be a small portion, but I don't. I don't think that's okay. the majority. Not really, a problem. I don't think that's that's the majority. Like I think that because you were had that lack of emotion for all that time, I think he lost the audience. Maybe that's all the emotion he's got in him. Maybe maybe he's give, and 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 that could be it. Some people just don't resonate. You know, the best characters are natural extensions of our own personalities. Maybe that's as turned up as Seth gets. Maybe we get him a little bit more when he's a heel 
But maybe this is this is it. Well, here's... I mean, I never, I've never known Seth to be like, um, you know, a louder dude or a more um, amped up dude. He's kind of just a a chill, laid back. You know, uh, this is probably his personality as, as turned up as it gets. And and listen, not every wrestler has to have that turned up personality. Daniel Bryan was kind of like that guy that was the underdog, and you know he didn't have a lot to say, but when he did say something, it meant something, and he was the underdog that you could get behind. Seth Rollins is a difficult guy to get behind. He you is. You know what else? He is. Bold. You know what else? Seth, Seth. It's unfortunate for Seth. I didn't mean to cut you off, but you know what the biggest problem is for Seth Rollins and has been for a long time. What's that? He doesn't have a heel. He doesn't have one legit heel that he's standing across from. Fiend sure as hell ain't one. Brock Lesnar sure as hell ain't one. It was. Yeah, they want to see Brock. Yeah, they want to see Brock lose, but Brock is not that heel. If it was up to me, if I'd have the pencil, I would I would have somebody go in there and bloody Seth up really, really bad. I know you can't do that. I'd have somebody beat the shit out of him so, so bad. And I'm not talking about the Brock beatdowns. I'm not talking about that stuff. I'm talking about red, equal, and green. I'd have I'd go very real life with this. All right. Beat the shit out of him. Bring, bring bring Becky into the story. Make people feel bad for him. And don't bring Becky into the story where she gets involved. Just bring her up enough. I don't know if they're ever going to go down that road because the last time they tried well, it, it was a disaster. But you know what, Bully? What you said, and this is this is my friend. You kind of vocalize, and I could see it in your facial expression. That's where I am. That's where I am. And the fact that I don't want to feel this way about Seth. I, I, you know, every time we've, we've, you know, I know he blew us off the last time he was supposed to be on, but when he's been a guest on this show, he's been great. I loved him with Ring of Honor when he was Tyler Black. He's amazing in the ring. I don't want to dislike Seth Rollins, but he doesn't bring me in. He doesn't grab my attention. And you know what? You just said that he doesn't have that heel to go up against. Well, right now he's got another problem. Who's the face that he turns on? Everybody's saying, I want to see Seth Rollins as a heel. Well, who does he turn? Unless it's Becky Lynch, who the hell can he turn on to get people to like hate Seth Rollins? Dave, all I know is this, is if you had a heel stand up to Seth Rollins right now, especially last night, because last night, I, he's like, I don't know the direction I'm going in. I don't know where I am. I don't know what I want to do. If, 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 if I was to come out last night and get in Seth's face, I would look at him and I would tell him, Seth, don't you know what your problem is? You're a failure. And he would look at me and he would say, how could you call me a failure? I beat Brock Lesnar twice for the World Heavyweight Championship. I beat him at WrestleMania. I did this. I did that. I'd say, it doesn't matter what you did. You're still a failure. And when he was questioning why he was a failure, I would say, despite all of your accomplishments and all your gold and all your money and even the fact that you're engaged to Becky Lynch, you're a failure because you're a failure in the people's eyes. Now watch this. The minute a heel tells the babyface 
that he's a failure in the people's eyes. Now I'm speaking for the people, and thus I would be wrong. But you need a real heel to do that. Because the fans are going to be like, screw you, bully. You don't talk for us. We love Seth. You deflect it. You put it on him without the fans even realizing it. Is Seth really a failure? No, he was he was your universal champion and he's got, you know, the biggest star in the WWE as his girlfriend. But you go out there and you lie. You call him a failure. You tell him that he has failed in the people's eyes. And now people are going to go, hey, wait a minute, bully. Shut up, man. We like this guy. He was in the Shield. He beat Brock Lesnar. He's a good dude. Seth, you're a failure as a wrestler. You're a failure as a man. And I'm sure when you lock that hotel room door, you're a failure in bed. Wow. When you start hitting, hitting notes like that, now, and, and when I say that, I'm not going down the Lana Bobby Lashley road, which was just too entirely over the top. You're striking at a man's, the cords of his heart by calling a male a failure. You know what, Seth? Not only are you a failure in the eyes of fans, you're a disappointment in the eyes of fans. Fans will immediately start to love Seth because you have a hated heel telling the fan how to think. All right, so can you do that now, Bully? Because I like where you're going. Can you do I can. That? All right, but can you I but can you do that now after what we saw last night? Because Seth Rollins in that promo said, Hey guys, I know that you're happy about the fiend Bray Wyatt beating me for the Universal Championship and the crowd popped. And he said, I really don't care what you think. Then he followed it up by saying that he doesn't have the energy anymore. So when a guy says to the crowd, I don't care what you think, and then he also kind of says, I'm defeated, I don't have the energy to fight this fight anymore, where do you go with that? And to boot, you got Hunter going out there saying that he's got more energy than everybody. All right, and I'm and, glad. And Hunter's, and, and Hunter's double his age. And you know what? I'm glad you mentioned Triple H because we did see Triple H right after that, and courtesy of WWE.com, let's hear what Triple H had to say. To Seth Rollins. You don't know what's next. Funny how history repeats itself. Seth, whenever you don't seem to know what's next, our paths cross. Yeah, but but are those things that you did for me, were they for my benefit or for yours? Does it really matter? Because at the end of it, every time you walked away a champion, I want to know what Seth Rollins is going to do next. Because what Seth Rollins does next, well, that'll affect what I do next. You know how this works, Seth, because you are either with me or you're against me. Basically, Triple H said, Are you ready? Are you ready? Getting back to what I just said about having that heel to cut that promo on Seth that I just cut Mm -hmm. about calling him a failure and a disappointment, Hunter could have been that guy. Hunter can cut that promo if that's the the road that they wanted to go down. Hunter can turn Seth babyface. He could have done that. Now, Now, oh, go ahead, please. I I liked what I heard with Hunter and, and Seth because I felt like it was a good story. I enjoyed where Hunter was going, but I also had a problem with it because once again, 
Who is the focal point of the of the storyline? Triple H. It's not that it's Triple H. I don't want to single out Hunter as he's the problem. The problem is it's an attitude era guy. Well, it does center it does center itself back around Triple H because he just said he he kind of said I'm the guy. We, we our paths always seem to cross when you're at the crossroads. My biggest problem with what Triple H said last night, Triple H has has put himself out there in the forefront of NXT. Just like Paul Heyman put him out, himself out there at the forefront of ECW. The leader. The guy that everybody will kill themselves for. It's like that NXT roster is very loyal to Hunter. And they will go out there and do whatever it takes to get the job done for Hunter, correct? Yes. Just like we were back in ECW for Paul. So it's that very... Um, you know, it's like that mind control thing, and I think it works well. Hunter is a part of NXT to the fact, like last night he came out in his Titantron, he pointed to the NXT letters. Hunter's the guy that put NXT together. We get it. You're the head guy of NXT. It's your baby. But last night, I didn't want to hear Hunter say, you're either with me or you're against me, because then it makes it too much about him i wanted hunter to say you're either with us or you're against us because now he is an equal to everybody else in nxt he endears himself to the garganos and to the chompas and to the to the rear ripley's and to the to the shayna Bazers and and the coles now it's like despite the fact that i'm triple h Hall of Famer and this big deal in the WWE. I'm with these cats over here. I'm equal to the NXT roster. When he says you're either with me or you're against me, he now becomes bigger than the roster. Well, let me ask you this, because obviously there is a history between Triple H and Seth Rollins. So he could be referring to that history. But at the same time, and you said it when it came to Adam Cole last night, Maybe there's a lot of fans who watch Monday Night Raw that doesn't really know NXT. Could this be that introduction? Because it is Triple H that they know. So could this be the start of it? And then we're going to get what you're saying when it comes to that brand. Well, great. Then to your point, I would have had, I would have had Hunter said to Seth, you're either with NXT or you're against NXT. That's how you make NXT the focal point of the storyline. It's funny how it was completely different than what we saw in Buffalo. Think of Daniel Bryan and something that didn't take place in the ring. It took place backstage. Now, I know you're talking about Daniel Bryan, who's one of the most beloved wrestlers in the WWE, but it wasn't that long ago, Bully. I mean, that he was the most hated man on SmackDown. So you see him in the corridors walking. When Daniel Bryan looked at Triple H face-to-face, you heard the emotion from the crowd outside in that arena, even though that was taking place backstage. And I know for myself, looking at them face-to-face, they didn't have to talk about their history. It came to me like that. And they teased that it could be Triple H. Hell, they teased Shawn Michaels because Shawn Michaels took off his sweatshirt that he's like, oh, it's kind of cold in there. He put it back on. There was no disappointment when they said that name Adam Cole on Friday completely different story with Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins has now been the face of 
Monday Night Raw for a while. He beat Brock Lesnar not once but twice. He goes out with Becky Lynch. There's no emotional involvement with Seth Rollins in that crowd. So I actually think that Triple H is going after the wrong guy when it comes to Monday Night Raw. Because you got to go to the guy that there's some emotional involvement with. There isn't that person in Seth Rollins. I'm sure they're trying to find the right thing to do with Seth right now. Um, to get the people completely back on his side. And maybe they're hoping that if Seth can do something with NXT, that will um, light a fire under fans' ass, just like it lit a fire for Finn. You know, going back to NXT was a, was a great thing, you know, for Balor. Yeah. You know, and, and the, the, the people were so into him that the turn worked great. Getting back to the thing with Becky, um, uh, real quick. You know, th- those those couple of weeks that Seth was on TV with Becky really didn't do Seth any good. No. Because it, it seemed like Seth got emasculated. So whether it's in real life or on TV, the whole Be- uh, Seth and Becky thing, I think, hurt Seth in people's eyes. As far as Hunter going after the right guy, uh, no, I like this story because Seth is tormented right now and he doesn't know what to do. All right, I like it because then maybe we could have seen a different Seth Rollins at the end of the show in that main event against Adam Cole. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news, they have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM slash busted offer available to new Sirius XM streaming subscribers Sirius XM no car required I do want to get your take on Lashley Rusev and Lana now I don't like the whole storyline I don't like the way they're using Lashley I certainly don't like the way they're using Rusev it's getting a reaction from the crowd some places bigger than others I was actually texting back and forth during that segment with Snake of Skid Row last night because it was so ridiculous that we were entertained by it. Like, beyond ridiculous. I mean, Bobby Lashley coming out there on crutches, the man's obviously never used crutches before because he couldn't even, at least for a second, make you believe that there was a problem with Bobby Lashley. And who knows, Bully, maybe that's the point. But I don't know what the point is. Where are they going with this ridiculous storyline between these three? I have no idea, and I'm not sure they know where they're going. I, 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 I mean, eventually, I guess you're going to want to see Rusev kick Bobby Lashley's ass. I mean, he started to beat him up a little bit last night. Uh, it's just, it's such a, it almost feels like one of those trashy romance novels, and I guess that's what it's supposed to come off as. I don't um I don't particularly like it. I don't hate it and I think I the reason I don't hate it is cuz I like the people involved. I like Bobby. I like Rusev. You know? My interaction with these guys over the years have been very positive. You know, Drew and Rusev could have had a much better match than what they had last night. Of course it had to end with the wonky finish. Yes. Um I guess we just have to wait and see. It just doesn't. You know, you got you got 
You got Lana complaining that all Rusev wanted to do was have sex. But what is Lana doing with Bobby? Just completely always having sex to the point where Lashley's injured with a a groin injury because all they do is have sex. Have you ever pulled your groin from having too much sex? No. Unfortunately, Unfortunately, no. Even with yourself? What's wrong with you? Just just a question. It's a yes or no. Thank you, sir. I don't know. <laughs> the answer would be no. Okay. With myself I mean, or others. So you found so did you find last night to be so quote unquote bad that it was entertaining? Yes. Like I I, I first of all, as soon as Lashley came out with the crutches, I laughed out loud. Because he's basically it was like a three stooges skit. Like, he's basically walking, like, holding up the crutches, and every once in a while he put it on the ground and then walk more and then put the crutch on. It was fantastic. I just thought it because his jeans were painted on. Those were some of the tightest jeans (laughs) I've ever seen. But the bottom, it's it's entertaining, it's funny, it's ridiculous, it's stupid. But, But at the end of the day... Rusev and Bobby Lashley could be main event wrestlers. Bobby Lashley could be in a feud with Brock Lesnar that I think everybody would buy into. And Rusev, at one point, was the biggest heel in your company. Like, I, man, you can't do that, Ru- Rusev. You, Rusev will never be a main event wrestler again, ever. Ever. Listen, there's nothing else like this on the show, so I guess this is a good story. Uh, trashy storyline for raw since we don't get any of this on any of the shows this is very attitude era reminiscent of you know what went on with you know vince and any of his affairs or you know kurt and stephanie or triple h and trish or any of these you know uh, romance or love stories or salacious you know trashy romance novel type stuff they could go anywhere. Who knows? Maybe Lana's going to turn on Bobby and go back with Ru- Rusev. Maybe the three of them are going to get together one night. Maybe, um, maybe you know, she's going <laughs> to... For a second there, when Drew came out, I thought Lana was going to start making out with Drew, too. Yeah, why not ruin him in the process? <laughs> it's it's... So, I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I guess when it's this bad, and when I mean bad, I don't mean the players. I mean kind of like the story. I guess, it. you know what it reminds me of? Sharknado. It's so bad, let's make it worse that it gets over. Yeah, but again, like, if you look at Sharknado, those were, like, with, like, C-list celebrities. But you my know, point is, if you it did was this so with, bad that it got over. I, 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 yeah, but this isn't getting over. Like, and by the way, like, the first Sharknado was a hit, and then they started making more Sharknados, and then it completely died a very painful death. I think in the next Sharknado, the shark dies because he listens to your power rankings. <laughs> but we are forgetting these are great wrestlers. Yeah, but they're also but they're being used as entertainers right now. Oh God! It doesn't matter you. that they're wrestlers. Vince doesn't care that they can wrestle. He wants them to go out and say, "My God, go out there and we'll have you cheating on your husband with this other man, and then you're going to be in bed with strawberries and whipped cream, and then you're going to be at a restaurant in Cleveland, <laughs> the I, old steamer. I've been there myself." <laughs> <laughs> All right, would you ever do this storyline with Brock Lesnar? 
No. No. Bobby. Un, 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 unless. Unless what? It was with Sable. Yeah, I mean. Hey. I mean, there, there's nobody in. in um, I could just see Vin, I could see Vince trying to pitch that storyline to Brock. Hey, yeah, we're gonna have you know Aiden English in bed with uh, with your wife. I could see how, no, I could it, see how that would go over. It, it would never happen. But listen, uh, if you if you did something with a guy like Brock, you'd have to make it believable. So you'd have to find somebody that was with Sable before she was with Brock in the business, and then who could say, "Hey, I was with your wife beforehand." I mean, if you threw out a name and I figured out a way to make it work, would that ever happen? Absolutely not. Could you make it work? Yeah. Would Brock ever go for it? Ah, no. No, he's going to be like, why would you do that? I'm like a main event wrestler. I'm your champion. Why would you? Why would you do that? If if you're gonna when when storylines like this happen, especially in 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 you know 2019 with social media and everybody knowing what the what the truth is about things, you have to make it legitimate. So like um. That's why Edge, Lita, and Matt Hardy worked so well. Because people knew it was a straight-up shoot. We don't know that this is a straight-up shoot. Lana and Bobby Lashley never had a relationship on the side. But if if we had heard rumors that Lana had a relationship... Watch this. Why did Jeff Jarrett, Karen Jarrett, and Kurt Angle work so well? Because it was real. As real as real gets... And they were able to let calmer heads prevail, and they were able to do business with it. That's why that worked, because you're like, oh, my God, this is this is legit. And when you have legit stuff like that, it comes off much better on TV. We know this is not legit. And I don't, I don't know, like, you know, the caller said there were so many families in attendance last night. I'm not exactly sure that, this storyline is the best for families, but there's no other storyline like this, and we got to give the adults something too. It's kind of like going to these. Um, it's kind of like going to watch these new these new cartoons that they come out in the movie theaters, like these Disney cartoons, uh-huh. where they got to throw in just enough adult humor yeah. to keep the you know to keep the adults like around. Like the Shrek movies, they always have like a few jokes in there for the adults that the kids will go right over their heads, but the but the adults will laugh. Let's let, let, let's see what they do with it. Um, but listen, Bobby Lashley, guy looks phenomenal. You would think like a guy like Bobby Lashley is so in Vince's wheelhouse that you would think that they were doing so much more with him. Well, that's that's what I mean. Like if 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 this, if this was you know, and no offense, but if this was like Zack Ryder. You know what? I I would I would probably buy into it a little bit more because what's Zack Ryder doing right now? You know, so I. I he I was coming was, to the rescue of Monday Night Raw yeah, last night. Yeah, I'm glad they they threw out Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder to break up the NXT fight. They were they were in they were in Long Island. Woo woo woo. Ryder had on more baby oil and he was a lot more tan than he normally is. <laughs> Kurt Hawkins, another guy that you know. All right, I'll buy into that a little bit. This it just doesn't work for me because of what you just said. Lashley's a guy I can see in the ring with Brock Lesnar. Dave, I've been talking about Bobby and Brock forever just because of their real-life history of both being in MMA. Yep. You, you know, Kane, Kane Velasquez or Bobby Lashley? Come on, give me a break. I, I, es- I Especially from what we saw. I, I was in shock by what we saw. Absolute shock. And I'm never really shocked anymore, 
But it was crazy in Saudi to see Kane, the guy that can actually do some stuff in a wrestling ring, do absolutely nothing. And Tyson Fury, the guy who has no business wrestling, doing wrestling spots. Well, I, the, the Tyson Fury, Braun Strowman bothered the hell out of me. Basically, they did what we talked about them could not do is exactly what they did. I didn't really mind the Cain Velasquez, Brock Lesnar as much. That didn't really bother me as as much as the Braun Strowman, Tyson Fury. Why? What was the point of it? To me, it was like in 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 the world of MMA, Cain beat Brock's ass. But in the world of pro wrestling, where it's his debut match in the WWE, first match ever in the WWE, he got his ass kicked by the unbeatable beast Brock Lesnar. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, sorry. That wasn't an ass kicking. An ass kicking would have been Brock spearing him, F5-ing him, punching him in the face and pinning him. But again, that's an ass kicking. But you know what? Buy into the story that Cole was talking about. Michael Cole said, hey, Cain Velasquez is a striker. And what did he succeed at? Striking Brock Lesnar. But then he also mentioned that he's not good when it comes to submissions. He's not a submission specialist. And what did he do? He got caught in a submission from Brock Lesnar. I didn't have a problem with it, Bully. They could have given me a five-minute match, and they could have did four and a half minutes of Kane being a striker and striking Brock. Brock did not do well against Kane Velasquez in the octagon. They could have had Kane mirror that same stuff that went on. You could have had Kane taking down Brock, Kane doing this to Brock, that to Brock, looking like he was a threat, and then Brock could have hooked him. I, 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 they could have got more out of it. I mean, I mean they could have. But I, I, I really didn't have a problem with it. But you know what? I would love for his next opponent after Rey Mysterio to be Bobby Lashley. But I don't think that's going to happen. All right. One thing we do know at Survivor Series, like we talked about, we're getting champion versus champion versus champion. We talked about that sit down between Shayna Baszler and Becky Lynch, which I thought was fantastic. Let's listen in to what courtesy of WWE.com we saw on Monday Night Raw. I want to make something very clear, Becky Lynch. I'm not Ronda Rousey. And at Survivor Series, I'm not going to take my eyes off of Bailey, but I wanted to come here and tell you that I am going to pin you or I am going to tap you out. And the only thing you'll have to think about between now and Survivor Series is which one of your limbs will belong to me. Aren't you looking to be face-to-face with the champ? Now, I don't know you, so I haven't fully decided whether I respect you or whether to slap the head off you yet. But I'm glad we got this chance to talk so that you can feel the same doubt that Rhonda felt because warring with me will change you like it did the rest of them. So it's Survivor Series, Shayna, but I am coming directly for you. Awesome. Oh, I mean, awesome from both, from Shayna Baszler and from Becky Lynch. You know how we talked earlier about Seth Rollins and he doesn't garner that emotions? You're not hanging on every word? Even listening it back here in my headphones, I was hanging on everything Shayna Baszler had to say. And she's been in this business for a cup of coffee compared to Seth Rollins. And then you get Becky Lynch, who is the superstar. And I liked what she had to say. I don't know you, girl. So I don't know if I should respect you or slap the shit out of you. Great job by both those women last night on Raw. 
Completely agreed. And what should happen when the next time? Um, uh, wait, Bailey is on SmackDown, so I guess it can't happen, or maybe it can happen. They got to do it. Bailey needs to lay the both of them out. It's gonna. Bailey's the odd one out here. It's gonna. Yeah, be, so it's, ba- it's gonna be hard to get people to buy into Bailey being in this matchup. They got. They got a couple weeks to sell you on it. It's gonna be tough because for me, I'd probably rather just see Becky and Shayna Baszler right now. Yeah, if if they want Bailey to be anybody in this match, she's got to lay them both out and and going off the verbiage that they just said. You know, Shayna said, "I'm not going to take my eye off of Bailey," and so we need to see if we get to see these two face to face again. Because I guess things can kind of crisscross over right now with Survivor Series with this kind of match. If Bailey showed up on Raw next week, if we got another face to face with Shayna and and Becky. And Bailey showed up and said, you know, you girls mentioned me last week about not taking an eye off me. Obviously, you did tonight, and she drops the both of them. Now it makes it interesting. Yeah. Because now Bailey's as much of a player in that match as the other two two women are. They're going to have to do a hell of a sales job for me. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.